My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd, put his finger into the man's ears, and spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephaphata, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, His speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. So everyone is back to school. A week ago I hesitated to point that reality out as students and teachers were holding on to those, those last moments of summer as desperately as they could. And I had learned to keep away from the topic about two weeks earlier when I asked my six-year-old niece how excited she was about the new academic year and she just growled at me. But now that those, those first days are done and over, it's safe to acknowledge the obvious. And to, to mark the back to school season, there was an article that was celebrating teachers. And they specifically highlighted eight different teachers who the author felt were individuals that demonstrated you don't need an endless amount of money or vast resources to help others. That a, a generous heart and a steely determination are more than enough to start to bring about real substantial change. And she highlighted a few real notable examples. This English teacher who found that her classroom didn't have the equipment that she felt her students needed, so she sold her jewelry to purchase a smart board and some new furniture for her kids. Or a school teacher in India who had received frequent death and rape threats because the school is being run in a Hindu temple and they offer free education, including to a few Muslim students who are also part of her class. Even after local authorities refused to help her, this brave woman goes in every day despite those threats because she feels morally responsible to do her bit for these disadvantaged children. Or this physical education teacher whose district couldn't afford funding for a bus driver. So he volunteers to do it every day just to assure that the dropout rate among students wouldn't increase simply because they didn't have an easy way to get to school. It was beautiful reading all all these stories that celebrated teachers. Coming from a a family of teachers, my mom, both my brothers, including 
my oldest brother, Chris Turn, who teaches in the middle school right in town, all been a family of educators. And so I've heard firsthand how challenging a job it can be. I, I've been able to see for myself how often they have to put in extra hours. It really is a, a unique profession where I think it's more the rule than the exception that teachers go over and above their duties. They often exceed expectations and the specifications of their contracts. More often than not, they go out of their way to help their students. Going out of your way. After reading that story and just thinking about it, that phrase just kept sticking in my mind all week. Think about when that happens, when someone goes out of their way for you, the effect that it can have. When a, a doctor makes a house call or a nurse is overly caring and attentive to a person that's suffering an illness, when they're very patient and understanding to, to families' questions, we see that as they went out of their way, they go out of their way. And it could change our whole perception of the medical profession. Or when an athlete goes out of their way and decides to use their fame and their, their financial wealth and decides to start a charitable foundation. We look at athletes differently. Going out of your way. How often do we think that God does that for us? Do we perceive that? Or do we see him as distant and removed from us? For me, I know I can go from times where Jesus seems intimately close and real and then there's times where it seems he isn't it seems he isn't that's usually my perception that's off that's maybe my sinfulness that causes it or just maybe not giving the lord the, the space and time to to speak into my life because in jesus christ we've learned that our god is a god who constantly goes out of his way for each of us. But so often we miss it or don't recognize it. Like in this gospel we just heard, if you're like me on first reading it, you're like, okay, cool. Another Jesus miracle story. Nice that he took care of this deaf and mute guy. And not being a, a biblical scholar, we might have missed a, a little nugget that St. Mark threw in there. At the very beginning of the passage, we hear that Jesus left Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee. A friend who, unlike me, is a biblical scholar and who has visited the Holy Land a whole bunch of times mentioned that this journey is completely out of the way. It's this indirect route that would have meant Jesus would have had to travel for weeks, possibly even months, just to reach this place. And we don't really know for certain why Jesus goes out of his way to this, this next stop on his journey. But for the apostles and for the disciples who witnessed all this firsthand and recounted it, what was obvious was after that lengthy trip, what Jesus does. He cures this man's affliction, but not in any ordinary miraculous way. Probably as we've heard those details in that gospel, we kind of thought, gross. You know, Jesus is putting fingers in the guy's ear, he's spitting, he's touching the tongue as he restores the man's hearing and speech. And we're thinking, why is that? 
I mean, we've heard stories where Jesus feeds over 5,000 with a few loaves and a few fish, or he turns water into wine. He brings people back from the dead simply with his word being spoken. So it's not like Jesus has to perform this miracle this way. But maybe Jesus is going out of his way to reach out to this man, to reveal in an intensely personal and intimate way through the gentle touch for a man who couldn't hear or speak, that God thinks about you, that God sees you, that God knows the the pains and the weaknesses and the brokenness that you're suffering from, that God dreams of your perfect joy and fulfillment, that God desires your, your fullness of life both here and now and for all eternity, that God loves you. God goes out of his way this one day to say all this and confirm all this in these amazing miracles to this one man. God went out of his way on the cross to say that to all humanity. The sad reality is that this is a message that, that many don't feel or don't recognize or maybe don't even really believe in. Maybe that experience of Jesus seems removed or forgotten. Maybe you're going through a a really rough time right now and it makes it just hard to believe, to remember or perceive these things about God. Maybe the stories of the scandal and corruption in the church has shaken your faith and just been a blow to your faith that it makes it difficult to believe in anything. For those of us finding ourselves in that space, Jesus is coming for us. He does not abandon us. But what's key is that we have to keep looking for him and waiting on him. Jesus has already gone to hell and back for us, and he's promised us that hell won't prevail against his church, despite the failings and failures of those who are supposed to act in his name. And that's where Jesus is counting on those of us whose hearing and speech he's already touched for us to go out of our way for those who are suffering, who are skeptical, who are troubled by doubts. Because in that reality, this this whole story of Jesus' indirect route to this place and the miracle he performs reminds us that discipleship demands each of us to go out of our way and to listen and to speak, to listen to people's pain, to listen to their fears, to listen to their doubts, to listen to their cries, to listen to our own, and then to listen to Jesus, to listen to him speak in prayer, to listen to him with the ears of our hearts so that that we can speak. We can speak words of truth, we can speak words of justice and accountability, we could speak words of forgiveness and healing. And we could speak of God's eternal, unwavering, selfless, unconditional love. I think that's what angers me the second most about this scandal that the church finds herself in. 
The first is that these men could pray on the most innocent among us unopposed for so long, and that criminals masqueraded themselves as pastors of souls. That's the first thing that with a fury burning within me, I can't fully articulate. But the second thing that angers me is that this scandal has distracted and has inhibited our ability to do all this listening and to speak these words of eternal consequence for each and every one of our souls. And that's why it's so essential that we, we rid the church of this evil as best we can. And, and moving forward, we be honest and we're accountable and we're, we're straightforward that when something else happens in leadership where someone else sins so grievously, we don't repeat this awful cycle. Life is challenging enough and the world is broken enough that it's unacceptable for us as the church not to be on our game and doing what Jesus has commanded us to do, to go out to all the world, to proclaim his good news, his gospel to the very ends of the earth, but even more urgently, to be about the work of reproclaiming that good news right here in this corner of the earth, right here in Nutley, New Jersey. Because despite this filth, that has diminished this church, despite the failures of so many within the church to rid it, our hope has to remain fixed solely on Jesus. He who has made known to us the God who constantly goes out of his way for each of us to show each and every one of us the way, the truth, the life that is found in Christ Jesus.